Welcome to the Cambridge Tech Podcast, talking all things technology from the heart of the UK's tech capital. Here are your hosts, Faye Holland and James Parton. Hi, I'm James. And I'm Faye. So, James, this is going to be a different kind of podcast because we haven't got any guests. Just us. It's just us today. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck to us there, I think. Um, so what we thought we'd do is a little bit of a signposting episode um, to try and paint a picture of, of the Cambridge ecosystem. Um, we hear quite a lot. It's a small place. There's lots going on. And actually, it can be quite difficult to navigate. So we thought we'd give it a go of helping people, didn't we? Yeah, we'll try. I mean, I think I think we've said before, a lot of the listeners are outside of the UK, which is fantastic. But also, hopefully, this is useful for people inside Cambridge as well. I think it would be. Yeah, you know, if you, you try and come up with a list of what's going on and who to go and speak to about various things, it's it's quite hard to navigate. So I think this will help. So we've broken it down into four sections, if you like. So we're going to talk about the universities, the networks and special activities, then move on and talk about the science parks, office space and incubators, then investment and funding, and then a little bit on the sport ecosystem, because that is a huge list and that'll probably take us about three hours to do it we try and cover all of it yeah we'll try and keep it punchy uh, but most importantly you don't have to make notes as you're listening all of this will be uploaded to our website uh, where you'll be able to get links to all of these organizations and more because we won't have time to go through everything yeah exactly so you're, you're going to get us started with universities uh, with university of cambridge i think yeah, so regular listeners will know that the university crops up in pretty much every conversation that we have. Yep. Um, so the University of Cambridge is obviously centre uh, of a lot of the activity around Cambridge. We would reference back to the episode we did with Andy Neely, who walked through the university's approach to entrepreneurship and supporting the local ecosystem. But there's more than one university in Cambridge. There certainly is. I actually went to this one. Um, it's Anglia Ruskin University. Um, and they're doing some really exciting things. They've actually got a new vice chancellor in there now, Gary Packham, who's looking at entrepreneurship and enterprise. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with that's a little bit different. Hmm. Then there's also the reasons why many companies come to Cambridge, and that's for the research institutions. So we've had Samsung on here with Raj before, but we've also got Toshiba and Microsoft and Amazon. So there's a whole load of those kind of research institutions as well. Apple as well. Yeah, exactly. And they, they're here because of the university and the universities, depend on what they're doing. You know, and I think it's it's great to have those types of institutions here as well. Definitely. So moving on from universities and research, uh, we've got networks. So Cambridge is a very hyper-connected place. I think it's fair to say that regardless of what element of tech or sector of tech you're interested in, there'll be a network group or organization for you. Yep. Um, the list is long, uh, just to showcase a few of them. Agritech E, um, which is obviously looking at the whole agritech space. We've got Cambridge Clean Tech, which again, name 
name is is everything. Yep. Everything around environmental sustainability, uh, technology, One Nucleus and uh, Cambridge Wireless, who have cropped up a number of times. Faye, you did an episode when I, I couldn't make it at their conference, which was great. Indeed, that was the first Uber conference that we did and you left me on my own. I did. Apologies for that, but it just goes to show you that we can we can cope. Of course, and I'll, I'll leave you the next time, okay? Yeah, yeah. I owe you one, I think, is, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll, I'll take that one. And then there's also Cambridge Network, remember? So they cover all businesses in Cambridge. And you've also got the Chambers of Commerce as well. So there's there's uh, industry-specific networks, but there's also the more general business support networks as well. Yeah. So falling into that category, you've got uh, Innovate UK, who are a really valuable source of uh, grant funding. So non-dilutive. A lot of the early stage ideas coming out of the university apply for Innovate UK funding. So they're a vital organisation. Uh, and talking again of the university, there's uh, the university itself has um, an enterprise network, which is in the process of relaunching. Uh, so uh, our good friend Caroline Hyde is, in, is responsible for that inside uh, Cambridge Enterprise. And I think I'll probably get the number wrong, but I think in the last meeting I went to, Caroline said there's something, something like 75 separate departments or organisations in the university looking at entrepreneurship and enterprise. So it yeah. just gives you an idea of just the scale and diversity within there. The important bit there is that's within the university. Within the university, yeah. You know, you've yeah, yeah, got yeah. double, treble that outside yeah. the university. So you start adding all of that up and no wonder it, it can be challenging to, to navigate. Absolutely. So as well as that, there's a whole load of inspirational events and activities that that take place across Cambridge. So we personally are very biased to the Trinity Bradfield Centre and 21 to Watch because they're our, they're our babies. But there are a whole load of different types of, of awards and activities out there. Um, so, for example, the Business Weekly Awards, they're, they're our media partner for the podcast, but they're currently open for nominations for 2023. Yep, yeah, and uh, we're trying to actually get as many of the student competitions on the show as possible yeah. so again uh, if you've been listening for a while you might have heard the episode where we covered the chris abel postdoc competition and i hear that we've been invited back yeah. so uh, well, we must be doing something okay yeah. yeah so looking forward to doing that again and also homerton changemakers which was i think the second episode we ever did so we were learning um we learned a lot and that was the first time we did I don't know if we can call it an outside broadcast, but it was the first time we did something complicated with multiple guests uh, and trying to figure that out. Carl did an amazing job of editing all of that together. Yeah, and and we, we it worked so well, we keep doing it. So poor poor Carl has a terrible job. Against Carl's job, advice, right? we keep doing it. <laughs> He's nodding, everyone. He's nodding. He loves it. Um, so so there's a whole load of different awards out there, and actually that you know there's some really valuable and credible awards out there so we want to be able to try and help showcase those as well so that you know which ones to to be submitting for and there's another one it's not an award but I'm kind of calling it it's a platform it's a, a an initiative if you like to get Cambridge thinking about its future and that's Innovate Cambridge and again you might remember Tabitha came on and talked in one of the news segments about it and I, I hope we'll be able to get them on soon as well. Yeah definitely yeah I mean many of the people we're talking talking on about on this list will hopefully have as future guests at some point yeah so moving on to the next area we've got specialist events and meetup groups i mean really this literally is a, a list of hundreds of meetup groups around the city yeah. 
Um, there's again, pretty much every technology in every area of, of kind of growing a startup has a meetup group. Uh, to call out a few though, we've mentioned a lot Cambridge Tech Week, so that's coming up soon. So we're looking forward to that one. Yeah, and, and CW, we, we've referenced already, you know, we had that first Uber event um, that we talked about, but CW also have lots of special interest groups. They're just launching a sustainability one, but anything you can think of with regards to tech and wireless, then you can pretty much guarantee that they've got a special interest group for it. And that's kind of the network side of it. There are so many others as well. If you if you think about all of those, you know, all the science parks and things that we're going to be talking about, they pretty much have their own events and meetups as well. So the list is endless. Then I think the final thing on this section is actually something that's very close to a lot of our hearts, which is about the next generation. So we will sit on this podcast sometimes and talk about recruitment's really important, um, you know, for businesses to grow. Actually, you need to start really early on. So there are a few next generation organisations that I also think merit being on this list, and they are the Cambridge Science Centre, which is a place where children and young people can get their hands on science and they can try stuff out and just learn. Um, about what it all means. So there's the Cambridge Science Centre and then there's also Form the Future, which is connecting young people to the, the world of you know, career possibilities for them and to helping them to be employment ready. But more specifically, they also run Cambridge Launchpad, which is another STEM programme and they work with lots of our major employers across the region to bring their STEM into schools. So I think it's really important that we shout out those organisations because they need our business community to support them as well. Supercomputing is becoming an essential tool of life sciences and pharmaceutical research. And increasingly, computing hardware is moving off-premise and into industrial-scale data centre facilities or the cloud. Operating award-winning data centres close to Cambridge, KO Data is proud to host Cambridge One, the UK's most powerful supercomputer, accelerating health research that spans medical imaging, genomics and drug discovery. With computing power and space available immediately and excellent connectivity to Cambridge's research parks and the cloud, KO Data is ideally placed to support advanced computing organisations of all shapes and sizes. Get in touch today at kodata.com slash contact. So every successful tech cluster needs places for innovation to thrive. So let's talk about science parks. There's certainly no shortage of them around Cambridge. I think at last count there was 30 individual science parks which when you think about the size of cambridge is kind of ridiculous but obviously necessary um so much so we've got a future episode coming up with david gill who is going to run us through the kind of history of how science parks have grown around cambridge um we should always start this conversation with cambridge science park because i believe that was one of the first if not the first in europe yep. so that showed the way um, but there's so many others, you know, in terms of um, just a few names, the Welcome Geome Campus, uh, the Babram Research Campus, the Cambridge Biomedical Campus, just 
so many. It's impossible to go through 30, but uh, as I say, the document on the website will link to them all. Yeah, and it's, you know, a lot of those science parks or business parks, they specialise in certain things. So you get different communities in different parts of Cambridge as well, which I think is interesting. That's a really good point, actually. Again, for the uninitiated, like you say, you tend to have... You know, that the life sciences and medicals around on the hospital side of things, around Annabrooks um, in the north where we are today, we've got the kind of more the software side of things. So you're right, different sectors, different areas of the city have different clusters. Yeah, and the, the other interesting thing is how much expansion there is. Yeah. So here on Cambridge Science Park, you've got the Unity Campus, you know, there's so much development going on, um, which is why you know, you've got to think that, we can keep building ahead of demand, um, but, you know, conscious and sustainable building, one would hope. Yeah, absolutely. So building on from science parks. said building on from, he's that like a... I don't even know I'm doing it. It's just like, you know... <laughs> just comes naturally. Yeah, just, you know... Do carry on, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but uh, building on that. <laughs> so, we've got um, office space and co-working spaces. Obviously, startups need space to grow. Yeah. So again, a very, very long list. Obviously, I'm kind of slightly biased was the Bradfield Centre, mm-hmm. but you hear the adverts for the Bradfield Centre every time an episode goes out. So hopefully you're all aware of that by now. We've also got St. John's Innovation Centre. We've got Barclays Equal Labs not far from here at Chesterton Road. Uh, there's Canopy, which is part of the university, s- focusing on sustainability startups. So uh, I'm going over there this week, actually, to go see them. So hopefully we'll get them on the show soon. And yeah, many, many more. Milton Hall, Idea Space, which again is under the umbrella of the uh, university. And uh, a shout out for Alia Future uh, Business Centre as well, who have a lot of not-for-profit and for good uh, businesses there, which is great. Yeah. And they're always great environments, those places as well, aren't they? People do. They like those collisions and bumping into, into new people. So another way of bumping into new people is with the incubators. And again, there's there's a whole long list of them. Um, Barker's Eagle Labs, obviously well respected for that. You've got Accelerate Babraham, very much in the life sciences space. But we also have the likes of programs like Impulse at the Maxwell Centre. And they have an annual program where they take people with, you know, really early stage business ideas and try and help them craft them into something that will be successful. And they've had a phenomenal list of successes, the likes of Eshion Technologies, Zampler, Riverlane, more recently Tenix. Um, so that's, that's a great incubator for people in Cambridge, but also from any academic um, institution around the world um, could could take part in that. And then we've got the accelerators. So we've had Start Code on, on already. Deep Tech Labs, I think, are coming on at some point in time. And then again, you've got more sector-specific ones like Barn 4 for Agritech and the Illumina Accelerator. Um, so there's there's so much that can be done for, for companies that are literally on the start of their journey that need that extra little bit of help. There's also a vibrant MakeSpace uh, community uh, inside Cambridge. So if you're into your 3D printing and playing with lots of interesting machines and toys, then um, Cambridge MakeSpace is a great choice. Uh, we spoke to John from Orcascan, who actually started his business there and you know talked about how great their community was in terms of supporting each other. There's BioMakeSpace. There's the Biodata Innovation Centre. So again, loads of choice around the city for that kind of stuff as well. So all of this innovation doesn't happen without capital. 
So as you would expect, there are lots of funding organizations in the city and serving the city. Uh, at the angel end of this spectrum, we have Cambridge Angels and Cambridge Capital Group. And then as the rounds grow uh, on the venture side of things, a real array of different options here. So to just to name check a few, Amadeus Capital, Cambridge Enterprise, which is obviously affiliated with the, well, part of the university and, and does a lot of the IP transfer and uh, funding of student spinouts. We've got Cambridge Innovation Capital, IQ Capital, uh, Martlet, just so many. And actually an interesting one is Syndicate Room. So, uh, you know, one of the pioneers in the crowdfunding space as well. Yeah, indeed. And and there are also other sources of funding as well. So we have GrowthWorks. Um, we had a couple on from GrowthWorks talking about international expansion, but they also have funding available, pretty much 50-50 match funding as well. Um, so they're a good resource and UKRI as well. So the final section is where we're going to look at the rest of the ecosystem. So we have all of these brilliant tech companies, but for them to thrive, they actually need lots of support. So the list for this is, is kind of endless. We go from lawyers to IP attorneys, accountants, banks, recruitment, brand PR, consulting advisors, and, and really on and on the list um, can go. And I think every company, every advisor has their own list of who they want to work with. And I think really what we want to show in the list that will be on the website is there's just such a vast amount of people there. Some of them focus on big companies, some of them on little companies, some of them on certain industries. So I think just having somewhere that you can go that you can easily identify some, some trusted providers, I think would be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully this is useful to people that are actually, you know, running businesses and need support, but also people that are just curious about the Cambridge ecosystem. So I think that's the list for now. But James, what are we going to do with all of this information? So, well, two things. I think first of all, we'll create a, a new section on the website where we'll post up the categories and all the individual companies, which will be linked out to their websites, uh, just so you can get to where you need to go as quickly as possible. And then I believe we're going to have a nice, snazzy, well-designed, downloadable brochure version of it as well. Yeah, I think that, that would work well, wouldn't it, for people? Mm. And we probably will have missed a few people and companies and areas off. And, and that's, don't be offended, just drop us a note to info at cambridgetechpodcast.com and we will get you added onto the list. Now this week's Cambridge Tech News in partnership with Business Weekly. Cambridge quantum computing company Riverlane announced this week that it's raised 15 million in a Series B financing round. A significant bonus in the round was the involvement of world leader Altair, uh, who are based in California and whose CEO and founder James Scarper will sit on the Riverlane board. The round was led by Molten Ventures and besides Altair included support from returning investors Cambridge Innovation Capital, Amadeus Capital and the National Security Strategic Investment Fund. The Financial Times reports that ARM is to produce its own advanced prototype semiconductor. ARM will reportedly team up with manufacturing partners to develop it, according to the FT. AIM quoted Check It PLC, 
a Cambridge company that sells an intelligent operations platform for the deskless worker, has posted full-year results ahead of market expectations, with annual recurring revenue up 28% to $11.5 million. Check It PLC also reports its US footprint expansion with a 91% year-on-year growth in the US. Cambridge Cleantech will have a new CEO from the 1st of May. Sam Goodall, who is currently Head of International Projects, succeeds founder and CEO Martin Garrett, who will continue to operate as an executive advisor until April 24. The organisation is also opening a European networking office in Rotterdam. As a reminder, we spoke to Martin back in episode 17, if you'd like a little bit more background on Cambridge Cleantech. Now we're getting close to Cambridge Tech Week, just eight days to go. Check out their website for the latest on speakers and fringe events and of course to grab tickets. Visit cambridgetechweek.co.uk And finally, don't forget our little contribution to the Cambridge Tech Week Fringe Festival. We will be recording a live show in front of a live audience. The theme of the show will be 40 years of Cambridge Tech and we have an amazing lineup of speakers to take part. First up, we have Umaymi Malik Ahmed, who is the CEO and co-founder of 52 North which is on a mission to make precision health accessible, starting by transforming care for people undergoing cancer chemotherapy treatments. We have Adam Durant, who's the founder and CEO of uh, Satavia, who is working with airlines to reduce the climate impact of flying. And we have Martina King, who is the CEO of FeatureSpace. FeatureSpace have become the world's leading provider of enterprise financial crime prevention software, risk scoring events and preventing fraud and financial crime in more than 180 countries. And last, but by no means least, some Cambridge royalty, Jamie Ucard. Jamie was part of Acorn Computers back in Cambridge's heyday of home computing and then part of the founding team of Arm. And Jamie is now an investor, an active advisor and mentor. The event is completely free. You'll meet some amazing people. You'll laugh at our mistakes and you'll get an opportunity to participate in the debate throughout the recording. Half the tickets are already gone, so snap one up as quickly as you can. Go to cambridgetechpodcast.com and click on the banner at the top of the homepage or reach out on our social media or email us on info at cambridgetechpodcast.com. Hopefully that episode was really helpful and we'll signpost some really interesting organisations and we'll be back next week with our usual guest format. Today's show was produced by Carl Homer of Cambridge TV and supported by our media partner, Business Weekly. The Cambridge Tech Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms and on cambridgetechpodcast.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star review. It will really help others discover the show. If you are a startup looking to grow in Cambridge, the Bradfield Centre offers a range of flexible membership packages which put you in control of your office and home working mix. There's a vibrant, collaborative atmosphere on-site cafe, plenty of green outside space and regular member social events. For more information, visit bradfieldcentre.com or call 01223 919 600.